Lunch is served on the patio with Roasted Child. Nathaniel Barjona. Hey True Crimers, welcome to True Crime Brunette, where I'll be talking about a true crime case. I'm your host, Anae. Today I'll be talking about Nathaniel Barjona. Let's dive right in. David Paul Brown, who later changed his name to Nathaniel Barjona, was born on February 15, 1957, in Worcester, Massachusetts. He was a pedophile, hypophilic, serial rapist, abductor, serial killer, and a cannibal. These are some of the things that Nathaniel would do as a kid leading up to his murder. At the age of six, he would pick his scab until his skin festered and suck the blood. He would do this during school, which obviously made his classmates and teachers uncomfortable. They would call his mother and complain, but she wouldn't really punish him for it, so he continued to do it. Late July 1964, at the age of seven, Jonah invited a five-year-old neighbor to his basement, informing her of the Ouija board that predicted the future. Once inside, he attempted to strangle her, but her screams were heard by his mom, thus rescuing the girl. At age 13, he lured a six-year-old boy from the neighborhood to a hill, claiming he wanted to sled with him. Once they got to the secluded hill, Jonah sexually assaulted him. A few years later, Jonah attempted to lure two boys to a nearby cemetery where he intended to murder them, but one of the boys was suspicious and convinced the other not to go. In his senior year of high school, Jonah impersonated a cop and abducted eight-year-old Richard O'Connor on his way to school, raping and strangling him in his car. Luckily, a neighbor saw the abduction and assault and called the police. O'Connor was rescued by the officers while unconscious and almost dead. Jonah was arrested and sentenced to probation. A few days before his graduation and the conclusion of his sentence, Jonah drove to Hartford, Connecticut and impersonated a cop again. While there, he abducted a nine-year-old girl and raped her in his car, but he threw her out soon afterward when he started to convulse and vomit. A witness got the license plate and Jonah was arrested. The report on this arrest never got back to his probation officer and was released in May of 1976 with with the letter thanking him for his cooperation. Like, what the hell? They they thanked him. They thanked him for... Anyways, on September 24th, 1977, he impersonated an FBI agent and abducted two boys. He drove them to a secluded area and handcuffed them. He left one in the trunk while he took the other one and simultaneously tried to strangle and suffocate him with his 375-pound body until he believed he had killed him. The boy pretended to be dead even while Jonah started blowing cigarette ashes in his face. Jonah left and the boy ran away and reported him to police. Jonah was arrested again and the other boy was rescued. Jonah was convicted of attempted murder and sentenced 8 to 22 years in prison. 
He was transferred to Bridgewater State Hospital, where he told the psychiatrist multiple times he was having sexual fantasies involving murder, torture, and dissection, and cannibalism. Jonah was released from the hospital in July of 1991. A month later, in Oxford, Massachusetts, he saw a seven-year-old boy sitting inside a car outside a post office. Jonah got in the car and sat on the boy, but left when people saw him. He was arrested. He claimed that he was in the car because it was raining and that when the driver came, he was going to ask him for a ride home. He later admitted that his intent was to kill the boy. Jonah was given two years probation with condition that he moved with his mom to Great Falls, Montana and never returned to Massachusetts ever again. His first brush with Montana law was in December of 1993 when he was accused of molestation by an eight-year-old boy he was babysitting. Jonah defended himself by saying if it was true, then he would have killed the boy and the case was dropped. Now we move on to his Montana crimes. February 10, 1996, 10-year-old Zach Ramsey disappeared on his way to school. A witness saw an off-white vehicle almost run Ramsey over. He was crying and looked like he was being followed by an obese man. Detective Bill Belushi, if that's not how you say it, I'm so sorry was assigned to investigate Ramsey's disappearance. He centered his suspicion on Jonah. Belushi asked for a search warrant of the property, but was denied. Belushi also found out that Jonah had access to his mother's off-white Toyota Corolla. Jonah was wearing a dark blue jacket similar to a police officer's, was in constant close proximity of Ramsey, and mentioned Ramsey's name to an acquaintance a few days before the disappearance. Belushi unsuccessfully solicited a new search warrant. Jonah moved out of his mother's house sometime. We don't know when. December 13, 1999, Jonah was seen outside an elementary school for the third time in a few days. Wearing a dark blue jacket, a knit cap, and was carrying two guns, two cans, sorry, two cans of pepper spray a toy gun, and a toy badge. Belushi and the, ator- the attorney general charged Jonah with impersonation of an officer and carrying a concealed weapon. A warrant was approved for impersonation objects at his mother's house and his new place. At his new place, they found two coats, one dark blue and the other with a toy badge in the pocket. A second toy badge a stun gun, and a baseball cap with security enforcement written on it. Also found a pulley on the ceiling of Jonah's kitchen, two albums with cutouts of children, and two documents about bondage, and autoerotic asphyxia. Okay, right before I continue the story, I'm going to give a little definitions. So a pulley is... A wheel on an axle that is designed to support movement and change direction of a taut cable or belt or transfer of power between the shaft and cable or belt. And then 
autoerotic asphyxia, the practice of sexual self-stimulation while causing oneself to experience hypoxia, which is believed to heighten the sexual experience, usually by hanging, strangulation, neck or chest compression, or the inhalation of volatile chemicals. Now back to the story. Belushi was granted a second search warrant for any documents and photographic material. What they found were several lists of, lists of boy names from Jonah's youth in Massachusetts, including three that he molested. One entry read, Zachary Ramsey with died next to it in capital letters. Another thing that was found were 3,500 photos of children, news clippings about Ramsey's disappearance, undeveloped film of sexual images of Jonah and three unidentified boys, a book written in code. Once they cracked that code, they re it revealed to be a cookbook. In the cookbook were such recipes as Little Boy Pot Pie, French Fried Kid, and Little Boy Stew. Another thing that they found was a large stained section of plywood in Jonah's garage, which was scrubbed with bleach and struck with, with a meat cleaver. A luminol test revealed the, wor the word Tita had been written on the floor. This linked Jonah to 15 year old. James Tetta, who was found raped and strangled in Ringe, New Hampshire in 1973. Another word definition. Luminol test. Forensic scientists spray luminol onto surfaces at crime scenes to detect invisible blood stains. Wherever the luminol touches blood, it glows and the glow is bright enough to be photographed. Further research confirmed the officers' suspicions that Jonah had killed and cooked Ramsey and possibly other children. It was discovered that days after Ramsey disappeared, Jonah held cookouts for his neighbors. He served deer burgers. Quotations were used in that, okay? That tasted strange, saying he hunted, killed, butchered and wrapped the meat himself that's that's gross that's ugh, disgusting anyways oddly enough jonah didn't own a gun or hunting license and credit card records showed jonah hadn't purchased groceries a month after ramsey disappeared a former roommate of jonah had seen a pair of bloody gloves and dirty boys clothes that matched the description of ramsey's on the day he disappeared at jonah's apartment People were surprised multiple times by Jonah bringing up Ramsey and saying he wouldn't be found because he had been chopped up and scattered in different places. Hair that resembled human was found in Jonah's meat grinder. And next, so then an excavation at a former residence uncovered 21 bone fragments that belonged to a boy between the ages of 8 and 13. The house's pipes couldn't be examined because neighbors who moved in changed them. 
DNA from the hair and bones belonged to two different African-American males, neither of which were Ramsey. When all of this went to court, and you know, as it should have, um, Ramsey's mother didn't believe that her son was diseased. Jonah's defense team swayed Ramsey's mother, which led jurors not to convict Jonah for the murder. But Jonah was an extreme child predator and dangerous sexual deviant, according to the jurors. Another little break for another word definition. Sexual deviant, or paraphilia, is the experience of intense sexual arousal to atypical objects, situations, fantasies, behaviors, or individuals. Then police decided to focus on other possible victims. Two names in a list belonged to two boys who lived in the same apartment complex as Jonah and were in his photo film. One of the boys confirmed that Jonah had invited them to a sleepover and molested them, but the other wrote to Jonah in jail saying he never hurt them and they were friends. Jonah was charged with sexual assault aggravated kidnapping and assault with a deadly weapon in relation to practicing erotic asphyxia with one of the boys in the kitchen's pulley. In 2002, Jonah was convicted and sentenced to 130 years in prison without the possibility of parole. But his bitch ass got saved because on April 13th, 13th, 2008, Jonah was found dead in his cell from a heart attack because of, you guessed it, obesity and in 2011 ramsey's father declared him legally dead over his wife's opposition because remember ramsey ramsey's mother did not believe that her son was dead she always thought he was alive which is why the case was dropped and jonah was never convicted of killing ramsey the modus operandi or mode of operating Jonah targeted children between 5 to 15 year olds. In most of his confirmed crimes, he drove a white car, dressed in navy blue coats, jackets, and caps, carried toy guns and badges so he could impersonate a police officer. After getting the victims in his car, he would drive to a secluded place, restrain them, and sometimes rape them. Afterward, he would try to kill them by strangulation or otherwise suffocate them with his fat ass body. And this is the list of Jonah's known victim. So in Worcester, Massachusetts, July 1964, an unnamed five-year-old girl strangled, but she survived. January 1970, an unnamed six-year-old boy, and he raped him. Unknown date, but it was two unnamed boys intended. And they and both of them escaped. In Tallinn, Connecticut, July 26, 1973, Janice Catherine Pocket, seven, possibly she disappeared, never found. August 23, 1973, Revere, Massachusetts, James Teta, 15, disappeared, possibly raped, strangled. Two days later, his body was found in Ridge, New Hampshire. Woodstock, Connecticut, 1974, Mary Patron, 10, abducted, raped, 
and released. In Worcester, Massachusetts, March of 75, Richard O'Connor ate, abducted, raped, non-fatally strangled, was rescued. Hartford, Connecticut, unnamed nine-year-old girl, unnamed nine-year-old girl, abducted, raped, and released. Shrewsbury, Massachusetts, September 24, 1977. Two unnamed boys, both abducted, burned with cigarette, non-fatally strangled. Unnamed boy, left for dead after sitting on him. Another unnamed boy, but he was rescued. In Oxford, Massachusetts, August 9, 1991. Unnamed seven-year-old boy attempted to kill him by sitting on him. Great Falls, Montana, December 93. Unnamed eight-year-old boy molested. February 6, 1996. Zachary Ramsey, 10, possibly disappeared, declared legally dead in 2011. Unknown date in 99. The apartment sexual assault all molested. One was partially hung from the kitchen pulley. Jonah's unnamed 14-year-old neighbor, the unnamed, the unnamed neighbor's cousin, a third unnamed boy. And in Gillette, Wyoming, October 14, 1997, Amanda Dawn Galleon, 14, possibly disappeared, never found. And that concludes today's awful story of Nathaniel Barjona. Thank you for listening. If you have any comments on today's story, let me know by DMing me on the podcast Instagram page, which is True Crime Brunette, as well as any case suggestions. And while you're there, don't forget to follow the page because that's where I'll be updating on new cases when the new podcast is uploaded just just follow join me every thursday for a new episode and have a great day bye